Hi, you guys. We are Kate and Cal, just two mamas on a mission to help women get in a daily routine with God's Word. We have seen the power of transparency when we share bits and pieces of our own walks with the Lord and hope that you see Jesus in these unfiltered everyday conversations. We hope you dive headfirst into this community and ask God to move in your life through a daily pursuit of His wisdom and grace. So take a walk, grab a coffee, and put in those headphones as we encourage you in light of the gospel. Can't wait to do this with you. Okay, today we wanted to talk about something that um, Kate and I have definitely both struggled with and is like super near and dear to our hearts. For me personally, it's pretty near and dear to my heart right now in this season as I've been struggling with a lot of anxiety myself um, with postpartum and all of that. So we wanted to just dive on into that. I was actually, um, the title came from um, one of the girls in our group was just sharing about some thoughts she was experiencing while she was rocking her baby. And I responded back to her that it seems like the enemy preys on mamas in rocking chairs. And I was like, oh man, I wonder how many other women can relate to this feeling. Um, because I know Kate and I both both of us chimed in with like, we have been there and we get that. And I know that if both of us are feeling that and other women in our group are feeling that, then probably you're feeling that too at some point if you are a mama and have had that time. So Kate and I both said like, we've both experienced this. Maybe if we're up in the middle of the night with our baby, but also sometimes as moms, if you struggle with, um, and just in general, if you struggle with anxiety, you don't have to be a mom necessarily to struggle with anxiety. But I know a lot of times with postpartum anxiety, sometimes everybody's sleeping, including the baby, and you can't sleep because you're just laying awake dealing with anxious thoughts. And Kate and I have both experienced that too. Um, and so we just wanted to speak a little bit to that tonight. Um, Kate, go ahead. Yeah. Like she said, we both, we both totally been in, in your shoes. If this is something that you're struggling with or have struggled with. And I am, let's see, my daughter is a year and a few months. And so honestly, I didn't really realize I struggled with anxiety until pregnancy and postpartum because that really just like emphasizes, it feels like all the prior issues that you were kind of masking and like able to walk through daily life with and cope with. And then pregnancy and postpartum were, I was like, whoa, like this is not manageable anymore. And I am experiencing things to a a whole new level. Um, And so from my experience, it wasn't so much, uh, it was a little bit, you know, that rocking chair. Um, But for me, it was I knew there was an issue when I like couldn't fall asleep at night, even when my baby was sleeping or like, um, they're called intrusive thoughts. If you've never heard that word, I got, I figured that word out when I started going to, um, a counselor and a therapist and they're called intrusive thoughts. And we're not going to obviously give any examples of those just for like protection for anyone else struggling with this, but intrusive thoughts are real and they're not something to feel guilty about. Um, and they're just kind of part of it and not saying that it's it's normal and it's okay to sit in those thoughts, but it is normal for you to have those thoughts and you're definitely not alone if you're having those thoughts and there's zero room for shame and guilt if that is you either. So we just want to shed some light on that. Um, I think I'll start maybe with just some scripture. Um, we had a couple of verses that stuck out to us that we kind of want to center on when we're discussing this topic. Um, the first one being 1 Peter 5, 8. 
and it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And then Psalm 35, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And I cannot relate to that one more. Like, it would be so weird. I'd be laying there at night, and I'd be feeling and thinking and just so anxious and thinking these thoughts that just are so hard to comprehend. And then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, oh, maybe nothing is wrong because I feel fine now and his mercies were new and I was feeling okay. That's my personal experience with Mm -hmm. that. Um, Callie might have a different experience that she can go into. Um, But I think we first need to acknowledge that the enemy is out there. And if you believe that the Bible is true, and that God is real, then you also believe that the devil is real and that the enemy is out there and looking for ways to deceive us. And this is one of the ways that I think moms can be deceived just so, so easily when we're in that vulnerable state of transitioning into motherhood and having all the hormones and all the things and changes that come with having a baby, Um, not to mention the sleepless nights with, you know, waking up and caring for our babies and Um, So I think we need to acknowledge first and foremost that he's out there and working against us. And when we bring that to light, that's when we can really dig in and start seeing what is true, what is God saying about this, and um, where do we go from here? This image really stuck out to me because so my family and I just got back from Disney. We went to Animal Kingdom. We went on the safari and we saw lions. And so they give like little fun facts on this safari cruise, whatever it's called thing. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible description. Um, but if you've been to Disney, you know, I think it's called the Jungle <laughs> Cruise or something like that, or that might be the wrong ride, whatever. <laughs> Either way, you see lions on it and they give you fun facts. And one of the things they shared with us is that lions sleep, don't quote me on this exact number, but I think it was like 12 to 14 hours a day. I'm pretty sure it was 12 to 14 because I was like, oh, that's like how much my baby sleeps. And um, I just started picturing this image of the enemy your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion so I actually um googled how do lions hunt because I was just curious like what does this look like and as I was reading it I was just like oh wow is this not what the enemy does to us as moms in the middle of the night when we're struggling with anxiety so um so how do lions hunt there's two ways that lions hunt and the first way is that they stalk them they stay hidden as their prey they stalk their prey they stay hidden as long as possible they use their powerful claws to crush their necks leaving them paralyzed to be taken back to the lion's home and I just thought how many times do I not even realize um that I'm being stalked and that then all of a sudden I'm just paralyzed in this anxiety and this fear and um just feel like I just when, when you have that, those feelings of anxiety, I know you've probably been there where you just feel like I'm going to be stuck in this moment forever. I'm going to be stuck in this thought forever. I'm going to feel this way forever. And like Kate said, and then something changes, the morning comes or, you know, you fall asleep or you move on to something else and the moment of anxiety has passed. Um, and so I just thought that was really interesting that lions sleep for 12 to 14 hours a day and they're not doing, they're either sleeping or hunting pretty much, it seems like. Um, and when they're doing that hunting, that is how they hunt. And I was just like, that's basically how the enemy works in my own life. Like I can go through the majority of my day being like, you know, everything's hunky dory. And then bam, I'll get hit with this really hard moment of anxiety. Um, and then the second way is that they don't hide or stalk 
they go for the big prey and they corner it strategically. And I think that the enemy can all also do that, um, where it's just, it's very big and obvious, but it's strategic. And so, um, I just thought that was a really powerful image as we're like th- reading this verse, first Peter five, eight, be alert. And of so remind your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And, you know, in the middle of the night, it's dark. We're sleep deprived. We're probably scrolling Instagram, probably without the sound on because we're rocking our baby or we don't want to wake our baby or our husband if we're just laying in bed, you know, and everyone's sleeping. And so we're reading a lot of things and seeing a lot of things without context because we're not listening to the full picture behind it. And we're just letting these thoughts of comparison and anxiety and I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I did something wrong. I shouldn't have handled it that way come into our mind. And maybe you don't need social media for that to happen, but I know that social media can often be a huge trigger for that because it is what we are doing while we're nursing our baby, rocking our baby. You know, what else is there to do? It's got a light on it. You're not going to read a book in the dark. And so, um, so it's just so easy to turn to that. And often we're decompressing from our day alone. And I know that everybody processes things differently, but I know that I'm somebody who does so much better if I can kind of process things out loud with somebody else, usually my husband. Um, Because if I'm processing and decompressing on my own, I'm usually allowing untrue thoughts to steer that decompressing ship. Um, And I'm not allowing it to be centered on truth. Um, and so these are just some things to be thinking about as we're sitting in the middle of the night and struggling with these anxious thoughts. It doesn't mean that they're going to magically go away. It doesn't mean we're going to not experience them. But something I have been trying really hard to focus on is one, when I pick up my phone, I'm trying very hard to um, open up like my version app. Um, I use that for like the, the free Bible app. They have devotions on there. Um, and I have found I've been really focusing on that specifically the last couple of weeks. And I have really found that when I'm laying in bed at night, I am having so many more scriptures come to my mind as I'm laying there struggling with those anxious thoughts and moments um, than beforehand. And so I just really believe that the word is his word is living and active and that if we choose to spend our time in that, he's going to honor that. Um, And so... Kate, do you have anything else to share on that? Um, yeah, I was thinking about it, and I think a lot of it comes down to, A, we need to just be, like, self-aware of things that are more, I guess a word would be triggering for you in these thoughts. And for me, nighttime in general is a triggering thing for me. It It's when I struggle the most with anxiety, and it always has been. Um, and it goes back to just, you know, that darkness. And um, the other thing, <laughs> this is kind of silly, but it's probably true for a lot of people, is Google. Um, I was probably on Google more than I was on social media during this time, um, during the thick of, like, postpartum. <laughs> and that's, like, never the place you want to sit and hang out when you're having anxious thoughts. Um, but it was almost like an addiction. Like, I needed to find the answer I needed to find like whatever it was and it was clouding my judgment and I could no longer decipher what is my anxiety and what is like my mom instinct and the God-given abilities that he gave me as Remy's mom Mm. and so that is one that I wanted to bring up because it was a huge one for me personally Um, but I did see this the other day and I wish I could quote it from somewhere but I, I don't remember where it's from 
but it's something that um, I'm just going to share. It says, you see, God knew my heart and that I needed to be woken up in the middle of the night when all is quiet, when it's just me and Jesus to hear what was on his heart for me. And I was just like, it took me right back to a place where my friend actually experienced um, a ton of I say my friend, we actually met on Instagram, but we've had tons of conversations because we were both pregnant together. And so we were friends and she shared with me that she was having just tons of insomnia from like first trimester through the end. And she would be up from like two to four or two to 6 a.m. every morning. And she didn't know why, but she was like, I could either sit there and waste time on my phone or turn on the TV or just lay there awake. But she was like, I actually Mm -hmm. got into a habit that when I woke up during the night, I took it as a sign that the Lord wanted to meet with me. And so she would grab her Bible or just pray or whatever through the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that is so cool. And she said it was just some of the sweetest times with the Lord and ended up being so fruitful because then she had her baby and things things get chaotic. I think if you're a mom, you know that. And those quiet times do become less or just harder to um, have focused quiet time in. So I loved that. And it, I think that that is something that I want to create as a habit. You know, if, if I'm not able to sleep or I'm having these thoughts, where am I running first? Um, one resource I wanted to give out for actually two if you are experiencing intrusive thoughts, um, there's a book out there and it's not like biblically based or anything, but my therapist who is a Christian, um, shared it and it's called good moms have scary thoughts by Karen Kleiman. And it really just made me feel so much less alone in the fact that some of these things were going through my head. Um, and then the other one was this midnight lullabies moments of peace for moms. And they're really short, like one or two pages long. And I would keep this by my nightstand and I would open it up if I was having one of those thoughts or I was waking up or while I was nursing or whatever. Um, and just kind of read through that. It had a ton of good things. So those were a couple things I wanted to share. And then two others that I wanted to share um, were from the Version app, which we sh- I just shared that I like to open up to that a lot at night. Um, one, they, they do free devotionals on there, um, and you can search for them. Um, you can go by topic, or you can search for specific ones. And one that I really love is the five-day um, Anxious for Nothing devotional by Max Licato. It's based off of the book Anxious for Nothing by Max Licato. Um, but it's just mm-hmm. a five-day devotional. I've done that multiple times. It's a really good one. Um, and then I'm also doing, um, it's called Overwhelmed by My Blessings right now. And there's actually, I think there's 12 parts. I'm on part one. Um, but I wanted to read an excerpt from that one that I just think, um, I think I want to acknowledge that we've talked about this before, but anxiety isn't something that's just cured by reading your Bible. Um, and we know that. However, there are things we can be doing to aid in filling our brain and our hearts and our souls with truth. And so this is a quote from that devotional. It says, I'm reminded of the story of a little boy impatiently standing in a long grocery checkout line. His mama holds his small hand firmly as he continually tries to leave her side. Mama, you're hurting me. He whines loudly. I am not the one pulling away. She answers him. Weary mama, have you spent time with him recently, held his hand, asked for help? And I just thought that was so good. I can picture my son saying that to me. He's three, and that's totally something he would do right now, (laughs) say, mama, you're hurting me, as he's, like, yanking away from me. Um, And I just think that's a really good picture of, like, it feels so hard to go through these things. And it's like, Lord, why are you asking me to walk through this? Why am I walking through this? Whatever, Whatever it is that you're crying out to the Lord. But 
really truly how much time are we spending and that's something Kate and I have continuously talked about especially over the last probably month we've really honed in on that topic of just like okay how much time are we really spending with the Lord versus the if we looked at the whole picture of where we spend our day um and so it's not going to be perfect and we don't think it needs to look like that but I do think Mm -mm. trying to focus in on different resources and the scripture and prayer and um, just really things that are edifying and going to build you up and not just numbing ourselves with social media or gossip or um, mindless venting that doesn't accomplish anything. Um, And so, and sorry, no, you're good. And remembering that this whole thing, like allow God to use it as, sanctification for you because I know I grew so much in those Mm -hmm. months and I still continue to grow as I continue to wrestle with this on just a less extreme level now Um, but allow him to use that in your life for good because that that is what he does and that is what he promises us is that he is working for our good um, Mm -hmm. for for those who love him and that's scripture as well so amen any last thoughts Cal not this time. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, friends. Well, we are going to upload this to our podcast probably next week. So um, you will make sure to link all of these resources there. And we'll maybe, if we can, put them in the uh, caption of our IGTV when we post it there. So you can go back and find those resources there. Um, but thank you for listening in. And we hope that you have a good rest of your evening. Bye, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us on today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever it is you are listening from. If you want to join our everyday community that goes through the Bible, reading plans together each month, check out how to get plugged in at our website, kateandcalco.com. Our community is made up of incredible women committed to ditching the excuses and holding each other accountable to getting into God's word daily, even when that looks imperfect. We hope to see you in there.